You guys see that? <laughs> uh, you know, it's a dream, you know, to get an Oscar. Did you ever dream like that? And was it a dream when they announced, you know, as the best picture, La La Land, and it didn't win? Okay, so, yes, of course, I'm an actor. I've always dreamt of this kind of thing, but again, not in a realistic context. Um, and for that, I fucking love Moonlight. God, I love Moonlight so much. I am so excited for Moonlight. And um, of course, you know, it was an amazing thing to hear La La Land. I think we all would have loved to win Best Picture, but we are so excited for Moonlight. I think it's one of the best films of all time. So I was pretty beside myself. I also was holding my best actress in a leading role card that entire time. <laughs> so whatever story, I don't mean to start stuff, but whatever story that was, I had that card. So I'm not sure what happened, and I really wanted to talk to you guys first. <laughs> yeah. Okay, make sure to talk loudly, Andrew. Don't screw this up. What? Yeah, exactly. Um... <clears throat> Welcome back to the Wages of Cinema. I'm Jack. And I'm Andrew. And, and oh boy. <laughs> is that all you have to I say? I think we're going to talk about the Oscars in reverse now. Yeah, let me get the mic a little bit closer to you. All right. Okay. Um, okay. We just finished watching the Oscars and we're just like, we got to set up right now because we got stuff to talk about. Oh my God. Oh my God. So let's not beat around the bush. We got to talk about the. We got to talk about the fake. Thing. We got to talk about the fake news. Yes. <laughs> okay, so ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you what I saw happen. Yeah. Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway came to present the Oscar for Best Picture. Yes. Warren Beatty opened the envelope and got really confused. He looked like a doddering old man. Yes. And then he and then Faye Dunaway took it and said, La La Land, there. People from La La Land came up, and then all of a sudden, Jack and I started noticing in the background men with headset mics moving around with envelopes in the background. And oh, I wasn't watched. really noticing that. I, I was noticing them. the guys accepting their awards. Well, you gotta pay attention, my good friend. There were I guys so. on the stage who were clearly who clearly worked for they, for those guys, and they were like, "What? Why?" And I'm like, "Why are they just walking around? What are they doing with all those envelopes?" And apparently, yeah. La La Land did not win Best Picture. No, Moonlight. Moonlight did. won, which is great. But what the hell happened? Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? That clearly, clearly, what happened is Warren Beatty got the wrong envelope. But. Why is there more than one envelope? But that's the thing. Like, he, the the message inside the envelope said, Emma Stone, best... Actress? But that was the envelope from before. Right, and I don't know how it got there. What? It, 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 Emma why, why? Stone is responsible for this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. Years ago, this is going back, like, 25 years when uh, Marissa Tomei won the Oscar for Best Supporting Actress for My Cousin Vinny, yeah. there were some people at the time who actually, there was some kind of small conspiracy theory that possibly she didn't win, really. But? But she did. But she actually was the winner. Well, why wouldn't she have won? I, I don't know. It's, it, it's just they didn't want her to win? Maybe. I I don't know what's... But the way, that's so weird. Why this would happen? Like how you screw up that bad? I mean, now I, I, 
I, I don't necessarily feel bad for the people who, well, I kind of feel bad for them. It's like, oh, we thought we won this awesome award. And no, it goes to some other people. But, you know, it's uh, it's this was the climax of the evening and someone botched it. Yeah, we actually, um, I, I put out a tweet just before we started recording, just because I was like, so what did you think? <laughs> and we got an, a tweet actually from uh, Socio Pedro. Um, I'm not quite sure who that is, but hey, Pedro. Thank, you, thank you for tweeting us, Socio Pedro, uh, at mixcloud.com slash hablemos de cine. Um, he said, what a waste of a lovely night, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so Moonlight won Best Picture. Yeah, a bit of an upset to me. That's, wow. Not just because it wasn't in your Oscar pool? Well, <laughs> all right. I, I was kind of going on and on all night. Frankly, I did have kind of an Oscar pool going with not. It's not just me. I I, I entered it with some other people. Uh, again, it's not big. I was making a bigger deal about it. It's only five bucks that I put in. Right. But I was really hoping that because I I thought I was on a roll with the major awards. With the minor winners, I had none of them right. No. You know, I think I was just I wasn't really paying attention in that sense. So, um. All right, I think uh, we're done. Well, good night. <laughs> good night, everybody. Um, yeah, I I don't know how I feel. like I think that Moonlight for me, having seen all the movies, Moonlight's a better movie than La La Land. Although I think La La Land is pretty fantastic. Um, I do. Um, although I, I I am it is a nice pleasant surprise stepping back from it. Because Moonlight is a fantastic movie. It's a great movie, actually, and it it will off it wouldn't on the surface seem like the kind of movie. Oh yeah, this is clearly a Best Picture winner. Normally, La La Land would be. That's a movie that I know the comparison will sound pretty bad, but like comparing to something like uh, The Artist, which was another movie that was like this nostalgic look at old Hollywood. This was a look at musicals from the fifties and stuff by like Jacques Demy, the umbrellas of Cherbourg. Um, but yeah, but moonlight winning, that's, that's, that's great. Yeah. I, I don't really have, you know, look, I'm, I'm not somebody who's like, ah, damn it. La La Land. Ugh, I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, you're, that, cool. you're just really mad at Warren Beatty right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was his fault. Mm, yeah, uh, blame it on uh, Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway. All right. Well, let's move on to something else. What did you think of Jimmy Kimmel tonight? He was fine. He was fine. He I don't some... really have any strong feelings either way. It's not like the kind of thing like last year I was a big I, – I really like Chris Rock a lot. He was really awesome last year. Yeah, he kept bringing the jokes. He has a really strong delivery. Jimmy Kimmel, I mean, he might be good at what he does with his late night show. I, I kind of got the sense that he – you know, if you took away Matt Damon and his uh, the shtick that he kind of had, which was kind of amusing, but went on too long with bringing in those random tour bus people mm-hmm. into the Oscars, he wouldn't have had that many jokes. Maybe not. He had like the Matt Damon thing is funny, but you also I have to wonder if people watching the show, some of them wouldn't know that whole running gag. I mean, you might. Do you know it? I no, I don't. Really? 
So, well, no, Jim, no. did you say Fallon? Sorry, no. Uh, J- right, it Kimmel. is a little late, folks. We have to say that. No, um, Kimmel years ago had this song. Or, no, he didn't do the song. Sarah Silverman did the song at Jimmy Kimmel called I'm Fucking Matt Damon. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, you know, I think it was at the time Jimmy Kimmel and Sarah Silverman were dating, and uh, it was her singing at Jimmy Kimmel, like, no, I'm really fucking him. Jimmy Kimmel actually had a song singing back at her, I'm fucking Ben Affleck. <laughs> and Ben Affleck was there yeah. um, in the room. Um, now, I, it, again, some people will get that. I think other people be like, why is Jimmy Kimmel? It was pretty self-evident. As a, as a man who didn't, doesn't watch his show, I, I, I understood that it's, it's it's having some fun at Matt Damon's expense, but also, you know, it's, it's not serious. He's playing along. Yeah. yeah it, it, and those jokes were pretty good, especially later on when the, he's, when uh, he was really starts, trolling him. starts playing him off during the, during his uh, the, the most, pr- presentation the most, speech. Yeah. It, I will say it got kind of funnier near the end because throughout the night they were doing this sort of thing where instead of doing a lot of montages, they would have an actor sitting in a movie theater and sort of talk about a particular movie that they love and the performance. You know, they had like Charlize Theron is talking about the apartment. Seth Rogen's talking about back to the future. Harvey Bardem's talking about, uh, I think Bridges, Bridges of Ma- Madison County, you know, with that overrated. Those, uh, those, <laughs> those I'm, I'm were, uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Those were good sequences. I like it when and then, people talk about films at the, at the like yeah. that idea of this is it was a very personal tribute, but it was also a look back at Hollywood and some very interesting moments. And it led to a payoff that I wasn't expecting. As yeah, far where, as Jimmy Kimmel Jimmy appears, Kimmel goes up there and he starts talking about we bought a zoo, <laughs> which I had completely forgotten about. Until this moment. Yeah. But apparently they chose the most awkward Matt Damon scenes and stuck him in there. <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel is just like, yeah, is it, Damon puts so much effort into this. He's really trying to act. I mean, he's pretty good considering. <laughs> yeah. Well, what was the line he has in that? What do you mean? In the We Bought a Zoo clip. It's a good dream with animals in it. <laughs> and stuff yeah he used the word stuff in the clip and it's funny because then matt damon came came on uh with ben affleck to present for best screenplay and he's actually like hey i kind of like that performance yeah <laughs> um as far as the show in general it it was okay i don't i don't think i would rank it it was okay the best or I, but it, it, it lacked it it lacked some of the um more awkward moments of past Oscars, Oscar nights. They, they, they there continue. were very few moments where it was just like, oh god, these people are dying out there. Yeah, and there were very few uh, quote unquote humorous sections where people were trying to have uh, banter back and forth. It's like the people, the pre- the pres- uh, the presenters came up, they said their thing as seriously as possible. Yeah, then, there was maybe one, there no, no there was one present there was. I could think of maybe one or two presenters that really brought it. Well, the science uh, and technology. Yes, John, John Cho, John Cho, and, and uh, uh, Leslie Mann came up. Yeah, they were they were pretty good. And the funny thing was, they weren't even presenting an Oscar. They were presenting the clips of them presenting at another show. Right. Um, they were pretty good. Yeah, they were fine. When they were trying to be humorous, they delivered. Yeah. Uh, and fortunately, everybody else was not trying to be humorous. They did yeah. a good job on that. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. Now, now, as far as jokes were, there wasn't there weren't as many highs. I mean, no. there aren't going to be many jokes that I'm going to remember years after this. Unlike when you know Chris Rock did it. And, yeah, Chris and, Rock, and when Seth MacFarlane did it. I mean, there was no we saw we saw your boobs. Right. <laughs> You'll never surpass the the high point of we saw your boobs from uh, f- from that from that one Oscar. Yeah, year. I mean, again, Jimmy Kimmel, he's just a straight joke telling type of person. He did have a few zingers here and there that were pretty clever. Yeah, because uh, somebody from Sweden picked up an Oscar. I forget yeah. what it was for, like one of the documentary. Linus, what's his name? Yeah, and then without missing a beat, um. Jimmy Kimmel comes on and says, "We we want to apologize to you again for the horrible thing that happened to you in Sweden. We ha- we hope your friends are okay. Yeah, yeah, basically <laughs> something like that. Well, let's get back. Uh, so I guess Jimmy Jimmy Kimmel, pretty good. There have been far worse hosts. He was probably uh, pretty consistent in terms of jokes. Would you agree? Yeah. Um, and then we can get onto the other idea of." How political was this uh, Oscar night? At first, it wasn't. At first, it was a little subtle. Then it gained in momentum. Right. It got more so. I think. Um, I think like it, it. Well, it couldn't be helped in certain respects. I mean, for example, um, the salesman yeah. won best foreign film, which is a film from Iran. And the funny thing is, that the the movie is not even that political. It's basically a a drama involving just some characters it's it, it doesn't really have much politics in it as far as that it's just like a story of people like and not to do with politics i don't know how to describe it right now but it's the, not about the issues we we associate with iran it's just people iranian filmmakers making a film about iranians it's basically a movie about like a guy like a couple dealing with uh, somebody who broke into their house or something right um but because of the travel ban, which now for the moment has been lifted until another executive order happens or whatever, but at the time that the nominations were announced and this travel ban happened, um, the the actress who the main actress in the movie couldn't come into the country, right. and then the director, I don't know if he was already there, or he could have come, but he decided even if the ban was lifted, he was going to protest and not come. Right. So when the movie won, somebody, actually an Iranian scientist or an astronaut, I think, came up and read a statement talking about, we need more empathy, I decide not to come here because of the ban on immigrants and so on. Right. So that was one thing. Um, you also had other winners. There was a movie, uh, a, a short documentary that won, which was about, I think, Syrian refugees or something. Mm-hmm. Um and then, you know, there was a moment was it the where... the White Helmets? Yeah, the White Helmets. Uh, if that wasn't about Syrian refugees, I apologize. It was about the war in Syria. Yeah, thank you. Then there was also that moment where Kimmel was really trying to bait Trump by yeah. having a joke involving, like, him writing a tweet. Yeah, you up. Yeah, and then you up, and then about a thing about Meryl Streep. Right. Um, again, it... A little bit obvious. I think in a way they kind of got their Meryl Streepness done a little too early, but they had to occasionally bring it up again because it's Meryl Streep. Yeah. Um, I'll be curious when the year comes or she's not nominated. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, musical performances. Did you like any of them? Uh, uh, the one uh, 
they uh they got one out of the way really quickly at the beginning. Yeah, that uh, was strange. They began with Justin Timberlake just kind of doing his little, you know, pop song from Trolls, which right. uh, which was not bad. Yeah. It, it it ended pretty quickly and you know the the song left left a favorable impression. Yes. Uh the song from Moana was pretty good. I mean probably because it was the one I recognized yeah. the most. And it ended up pretty well. Uh Lin Manuel Miranda did a did his little rapidy raps beforehand, and then he and then they went, went, went straight into the song. Mm-hmm. So you know, great, fantastic. Uh, the others, the others. I like the I'm, Moana song a lot. I think that that singer, whoever the girl is, uh, I can't pronounce her name right now. She was great. Yeah. I thought that performance was amazing, and also. As uh, my friend Matt Rosen tweeted to me, ha, take that, Adele. Yeah. <laughs> because, like, there was a thing at Adele at the Grammys where she decided to stop about, like, 20 or 30 seconds into her song and be like, I can't, I can't do this. I have to start over. And this girl actually got bumped in the head. Yeah. And she just kept going. Now, part of that might have been just because, you know, maybe she doesn't have the major cachet of, like, an Adele. No. Like, if she stopped mid-song, that would have been disastrous. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not going to really remember much of the other things. I mean, I'm not going to remember Sting. That I'm was not going to. I'm not going to remember. Uh, I'm not going to remember that one from La La Land. Yeah. i It's. You know, not. I do remember something. It, it looked good. The staging was pretty good. But I. I have The songs seen the weren't movie. very memorable. The song was not very memorable. Well, the thing was, they combined two songs into one, so that made it a little bit awkward. I think. Um, now, uh, here is a question that I had asked you ahead of time, and I wanted to now come back with it to you. Seeing some of the clips of the movies, like from some of the little acting clips that you saw and clips yeah. from the picture, like the best picture nominees and things like that. Now, since you haven't seen practically any of those, did any of them look really interesting to check out? Well, the one that sticks out in my mind right now is Arrival. Yeah. I mean, I'm really intrigued by everything I saw of from that i mean it seems like a pretty weird looking picture but also one of a intense urgency yes if i'm gonna see like if i'm gonna wait until my library has it then i'm gonna check out arrival mm-hmm. uh the other ones all had interesting clips on what was going on i just don't think that a lot of the films were my kind of uh, were were my speed, or at least to like kind of rush out to watch. I guess you could yeah. Say. I mean, maybe, I'm not. And maybe I, eventually, you're not anti. No, I'm not against them. Much. It's just you know, I I bear. I Moonlight looks interesting. Fences looks interesting. Uh, Manchester by the Sea. Okay, you had a lot of great highlights in there. It's just these are not usually the type of films which I rush out to. Fair see. enough. I I think that's part of what the awkward thing is about this year it's not a major problem but i mean most of the high profile nominees for this year were dramas Mm. and pretty low well no uh, and pretty were you about to say low budget unspectacular dramas i mean like things that were based off of plays things that were 
things that kind of seem like very things that you glum might, and dreary looking things not might, visually dreary but you know the plot has to deal with very serious things not a lot of lightheartedness in this year's nominees no except la la land which is i might just check out because it seems like it's a light-hearted sort of film that mm-hmm. i could watch and you know maybe have a little fun with before i just return it and probably not see it again yes yes indeed um, and it didn't even win Best Picture, so why should I even care about it? It won a lot of other stuff. It didn't win Best Picture. Got should, stolen away by Moonlight. It's no. It's as, dead o, to as it. Obama would say, I snatched it. Snatched it. What? Uh, it's a random thing. It, there was a t- why, there was a would, White House correspondence dinner why years would I, ago. Why would Obama say that? What years ago? That's in my head forever. Years ago, the White House correspondence dinner during like. Actually, it was the year where the next day, literally the next day, they caught Bin Laden. The year, like the day before that, he was at the White House Correspondents' Dinner making jokes. Yeah. It was basically the best weekend in Obama's presidency because <laughs> he got to have this amazing White House Correspondents' Dinner where he was hilarious. Yeah. And he made some kind of joke about Michelle Obama's vegetable garden or something like that. And she's like, and she just snatched it from me. Snatched it. And I just, <laughs> the way he said snatched it. Obama for, it's forever said, in my head. Also, you had the president say the word snatch. Yeah. <laughs> and Obama, you know, he can deliver a joke. He could deliver a joke really well. Um, <laughs> Obama delivers delivered jokes in the way that kind... <laughs> what are you about to say? <laughs> he wasn't, like, uh, all out funny and goofy, mm-hmm. but he would make a funny joke, but he'd say it in that very officious way, yeah. as if he was like working in an office, at, like like your boss telling a joke with trying not to offend anyone. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like kind of it was endearing because it was the president telling a joke, but then it was but then it was like it wasn't that funny. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Uh, Zootopia won best animated film. Yes, that that was actually the one I, category that you kind of had seen some of them because we. Both I had talked... seen more than one film in that category. You guys, this can... was a this was a pretty, again, lots of the nominees were films that I don't rush out to see, mm-hmm. and you know even if you saw them, which you did, I it wasn't as if you thought, hey, let's invite Andrew, and I probably would have said, nah, I don't want to go. Well, also <laughs> some of the there were a couple movies that we did go see. But then it got snubbed, like Silence, with the yeah. exception of cinematography, which that could have gotten a few more nominees. I felt like that was the... Andrew Garfield's performance in that, for me, was stronger than Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah. And uh, and that was just a beautiful movie. And the fact that that got, frankly, snubbed was a bit of a surprise. Although, in a way, maybe not, because it is a little bit it's of a difficult still, movie. It's still an awesome movie. Yes, that doesn't change that fact. But back to animated films. You and I had a, a sort of discussion over which we would choose, Moana mm-hmm. or Zootopia. And I had tr- trouble with it. You texted me yesterday. I said, which which one do you would you think? And I said, okay, Moana. And then I texted you back like five seconds later. No, wait. I don't know yet. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> you need to think about and, it. And, you know, I was on the toilet at the time, so I was really <laughs> trying to think. Uh, Thanks for sharing that information. And I was really trying to think, like, man, if I had deep to, Andrew thoughts from the wages of cinema. If, if I had to, man, if I had to choose, because both of those are very good films. I really enjoyed them when I saw them, but they had. We talked their, about these on the episodes too. You can guys can go back yeah. and listen to our full and you know, very few things. films are perfect films, 
But I had a, a big problem with Zootopia in terms of plot, and then I had a big ter- a big problem with Moana in terms of structure. Hmm. And well, I remember with Moana, the big thing with you was like the first, the first third, minutes. yeah, of Moana is really, it really gets off to an awkward start. So I tried to figure out, well, which is the less, which one has the smaller flaw, and eventually it's like it, it ends up being kind of a game of inches yeah. in this. I mean, it, and I had to say Zootopia, and I'm glad Zootopia was. Zootopia is a really good film. Yeah, and. Uh, it's a film that's so much deeper uh, than it has any right to be. Yeah, it is. I mean, we talked plenty about Zootopia, but Zootopia talks about a really relevant issue in a way that doesn't beat you over the head. Which is xenophobia. Xenophobia and prejudice in general, and basically how to be a nice person with different people. Yeah, <laughs> but, I think that's a good message but for it's, children. But it's not, it's not too heavy-handed. But it also, the thing that was great about Zootopia is everyone's an animal, but the animators and the designers put so much thought into the aspect of scale. Yeah. big an- The animals aren't all the same size. If you are a mouse person, you are a tiny mouse. And they have if mouse you are cities. El- yeah, and, if you, and, and tiny cities. And if you are an elephant person, you are huge. And they also had different parts of the cities. Like yeah. You had like the more metropolitan part, then you had a little bit more of a jungle part. Yeah, and that, and they put a lot of... It's not just a city full of animals. It's a well-thought-out city full of animals. They put yeah. so much thought into that. And you know, Zootopia, I think, really earned that Oscar. Yeah, I I, uh, I think that at first I was thinking about Moana just because a lot of the animation in that is beautiful, too. Like Just in the way that they animated water, yeah. I thought was very creative. And, and uh, Moana, even though not all the songs are winners... It's got a lot of great songs in it. Oh, yeah. D- just the whole... You're welcome, the, that sailing song that I don't know the title to because away, it's in away, some sort of... Yeah. It, and also the song with the octopus. Yeah. It's shiny. He's a crab. He's a crab. Crab, sorry. Right. Uh, and the song that they did sing in tonight's Oscar performance. And I, I think they did a good job of keeping songs to a minimum. Yeah. I mean, there weren't a lot of song tributes to anybody. Yeah. Uh, there were very few outside tributes to anything at all. They, I, this seems like, even though it was a uh, a two, uh, three hour, three and fif- a half hour, three over three, three hour, and a half 50, hours, three hours and fifty minutes, fifty three hours and fifty minutes. <laughs> I thought I heard you say that for. Some. They were pretty efficient about it. I mean, maybe they commercials are hard to gauge but the commercials probably took a lot of uh you know what happened this year i got snubbed again because they didn't have the montages that i so love yeah they had some montages a few uh, montages of people winning awards from the last you wanted more you wanted more montages of just the movies this if you haven't heard me talk about this before I this was on our you, last Oscar podcast. I am a big fan of montages, and I, and I mean montages of films, epic, inspiring moments from movies. Because for me, movies are basically all about really inspiring people. And <laughs> you, how do you do that in the most efficient way possible? You make a montage of the most awesome moments of his, uh, of the history of cinema. I uh, think that they found, though, a good middle ground with those... Uh, segments with the people watching the movies those were good too they're they're a little closer to what i like i mean 
this is preference, basically. Those were good segments, but, you know, I, I, I love me a good montage. Hmm. I felt like they had... I felt like they had one early on, and then not, not really a regular montage after that. I think that after that... But the weird thing was there was a commercial that had a montage. A, that a was watch all about, montage. Yeah, a watch montage. And it didn't have Christopher Walken in Pulp Fiction. What the hell? Yeah. You can have just one second of, like, not even him giving the speech. You just have the end of, I give the watch to you. Ing. And it sure, he put up his ass. It probably wasn't a Rolex. It was a commercial for Rolex. But there were other he, uh, there were other moments where somebody was asking for the time and it didn't involve a Rolex. I would bet you that they chose that Rolex chose clips from. I guess they didn't want. Rolexes. I guess they. I guess they didn't want a clip from a movie where a guy gives a monologue about the the, the watch that was up an ass for years. Right. <laughs> and now, little man, I give, I give watch the watch to you. to you. Ding. Um. So, I could just say that I was happy with a lot of the wins, I guess, tonight. OJ Made in America. Yeah, you had Best seen document. that. Yeah. That was kind of cool. Which makes it the Oscar winner that is the longest film in Oscar yes, history. Yes, at 400. We've spoken about OJ minutes. Made in America. If you haven't seen it, it's a fantastic film. It is seven plus and a half hours, hours long. It arguably, now, it became technically a movie. Because it did, it screened at Sundance, and then it screened in some select theaters very briefly in the early summer. But then it got shown ESPN, which is how you saw it. Yeah, and I saw an ESPN on demand. That was a magical week of yeah OJ. Yeah, came home from work. It's like, yep, OJ, let's do it. Yeah, and I, I almost, I guess they must have decided to break a rule for that because I thought there used to be a thing where you couldn't get nominated for an Oscar if. The movie was on at the same time in that same year on TV, but I guess they decided to wave. Or that. maybe that wasn't a rule. Or maybe because it's OJ, OJ breaks the rules. Um, yeah. As far as there were other little technical categories where you had seen some of the movies. I mean, you'd seen Rogue One, you saw Doctor Strange. Yeah. Uh, Suicide Squad won an Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> now here comes Suicide Squad has here the comes same a... number of Oscars as Fences. Yeah. Now, uh, here's a fun game. Uh, Suicide Squad has more Oscars than. Yeah. And then fill in the blank. This is like um, one of my favorite. Not, it's not during the Oscars, but post-Oscar commentary moments of all time was in the year when, when uh, the year before Scorsese won his Oscar. Right. And he didn't have any. Uh, the, the rap group 3-6 Mafia won an Oscar for It's Hard Out Here for a Pimp huh. from Hustle and Flow. And the next night, John Stewart in the Daily Show was like, "Number of Oscars Three Six Mafia has one. Number of Oscars Scorsese has zero. Yeah. Well, now <laughs> Scorsese has the same number of Oscars as Suicide Squad. Yeah. I mean, again, it's for makeup, but it's just it's odd. It's odd that that it's just that one, one of those little quirks. There are a lot of little quirks sometimes with these winners, like Fantastic Beasts." And where to find them. The Harry Potter spinoff won an Oscar for costume design. The original Harry Potter series won zero Oscars. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting. Because, you know, out of eight movies, you'd think that, that would have won something at some I point. Mean, statistically speaking, yeah. Yeah, and then also, 
I I don't know if this is true, but somebody in my social they media should tweeted win, they that should, yeah go uh, that Marvel Cinematic Universe doesn't have any Oscars. Are you sure they've been nominated? They've been nominated but didn't win. Huh. Whereas D, the the DC Universe now has an Oscar for makeup. <laughs> That's the kind of world we live in. Suicide Squad has one Oscar. Marvel Cinematic Universe, no Oscars. Mm. Okay. Um, one thing I would also say, you know, we were talking about presenters not, you know, kind of being a little bit weak on the jokes. Now, there is one big exception, at least that off the top of my head. Viola Davis, her speech is incredible. She gave a very powerful acceptance. Speech. Oh my god, it's so amazing! Like, it, and she because she, the way that she grabbed your attention, she almost was. She was a real writer with her speech because she meant uh, near the start of her speech, she talked about like exhumed bodies. Yeah. And so she got your attention just by, I, th- I could feel the whole room got quiet. Yeah. Too. We got quiet. We got quiet because <laughs> she was really cre- creating a moment there where she was talking about the importance of storytelling and what August Wilson, the playwright was doing with uh, uh, characters and yeah, it was definitely the highlight of the night as far as the speeches went. Mm. Like for a moment, I thought that was going to be the highlight of the night. Um, as far- <laughs> Until the very end. Yeah. Well, there weren't the other speeches. I mean, there were they were what they were. Um, like there was no uh, no like Roberto Benigni type moment <laughs> where he's like climbing over people or uh, there's been some grave mistake you know i think that unfortunately now that jack pounce has done it nobody can go on stage and do uh one one arm push-ups if you try doing that you'll immediately be tra- tranquilized <laughs> there's a guy waiting what? up and up on top of the, <laughs> the scaffold with a, with a tranquilizer he's gun. the professional jack pounce shooter <laughs> uh but yeah but did any other speeches stand out to you no. Uh, so, oh no no the, the salesman uh the iranian one stood out uh in that that was a moment where somebody went to accept a, an award and read from a piece of paper and it what and it was because sometimes when i see somebody about to read on behalf of somebody i for just a split second i not not too long just a split second i get that marlon brando moment yeah you remember you remember when the the the, the indian girl uh Came up and accepted the award for Marlon Brando for The Godfather. No, really? Well, well, I mean, you wouldn't, I wasn't wouldn't have alive. been alive, but you've seen the speech, haven't you? I haven't seen it. Really? No. Oh my God! When he won for The Godfather, Marlon Brando wasn't at the Oscars. He sent instead this woman named Sasheen Littlefeather, hmm. who was this American Indian woman, who you know Marlon Brando d- d- didn't want to accept his Oscar because of America's treatment of Native Americans. Yeah, well, it's Marlon Brando, uh, but uh, I swallowed the bug. I swallowed the bug. I can't accept the Sasuke. I'm not sure I want it. I can't do it. Um, but yeah, a lot of the other speeches were pretty perfunctory. Not as much music this year playing people off. I think either people well, knew they, how they, long to, they they reined it in. They either knew how long to give their speeches. Maybe they've been coached by now. Or occasionally a person was allowed to speak longer than what I guess the forty-five seconds. Well, for the big ones, they they give you a lot of. If you were to give a music cue to Viola Davis, oh no, she would have given daggers of death. She's been waiting for this moment for years. Yeah, 
and God bless her. Um, and you know, everyone was do- and then they turned it into a joke with uh, Matt Damon. Well, that was great. That yeah. that was one of the good moments because then, like, because then you, you, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck were doing their little presenting thing. Whenever Ben Affleck would talk, it'd be fine. But then as soon as Matt Damon would talk, they would play up the music, and then all of a sudden they pan over, and Jimmy Kimmel is conducting the orchestra. It's like it's like in that Daffy Duck cartoon. Yeah, where... he's a little bit of a, a Bugs Bunny thing. Yeah. Like, Matt Damon is the Daffy Duck of the night. The only difference is he's not really getting angry. He's just kind of like, what? What's going on? What? He's like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> I would have loved Matt. Can you imagine Matt Damon as Daffy Duck? Not me, you slop artist! <laughs> I demand to know who's responsible for this. Yeah. He'd get angry like he did in that scene from We Bought a Zoo. <laughs> it's good zoo. It's a good dream. With animals and stuff. <laughs> We did um, it. We bought a zoo. Yeah, we did it. Yeah, we did it. Um, but yeah, as far as for, for so for me, just speaking, I, I was I was very happy seeing uh, like the acting awards were all wonderful to see all them win. Uh, Damien Chazelle for best director, very cool. Uh, Marshall, uh, not Marshall. Yeah, he won for best supporting actor. That was first, and he gave a pretty decent speech. Um, mm-hmm. First Muslim actor ever won an Oscar. Hmm. Um, not directly a rebuke to Trump, but in a slight, tiny, symbolic way, I thought it was a nice. Yeah, there are gesture. two things that really uh, co- come together at the right moment. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a good, it's good happenstance. I would say that now, if you think about it, now when we say the Oscars, they were a little, they were political this year, but they weren't so much in the way that. I feel like people would have immediately turned off their TV. There wasn't really a moment like when Michael Moore gave his speech. The, there was the going for Columbine speech years there was ago. No one, there was no one saying uh, Donald Trump doesn't care about black people. <laughs> no, there was no Kanye West moment like that. It was more, um, at times, more about the policies than directly attacking the man, with the exception of like the Twitter joke. Um, nobody really said his name that much. I think, well, the Twitter joke was more about how, but the yeah, whole, he actually wasn't watching the Oscars tonight. But the whole, the whole like. night was informed by the politics going on around us. I mean, the, well, that, that one it. presenter w- talked about how he was from Mexico and he said, no, I, I don't support any wall, artistic or yeah. social or political. The, the guy, and, there was a guy who won an Oscar who was Italian and he's like, I'm an immigrant. And that's, you know. Yeah, it was kind of just making that point, and and you know there are all the all the awards for the for the white helmets and for the, fact the that, salesmen, and you can't escape the fact that a lot of these artists are immigrants, people who are coming to the United States and, and who who can do their work and get recognition in the because they're able to go and get get into the country so freely. Yes, I it's I don't know if there's another group of people harder hit. Well, okay, maybe. This is <laughs> but but but, no, but the thing, but the politics of now deeply affect Hollywood today. Well, yeah. Well, also just in the in the sense that when this travel ban happened, like you have you had like pilot season going on for TV, and you if you you had actors or people or crew trying to come in from other countries, and they can't come in, then they're losing out on work. Right. Um, and you know, again, like at the Oscars. 
you look at some of the main nominees and uh yeah you don't you don't think at first well a lot of those people are american they're hollywood whatever but a lot of the people making the documentaries and of course the foreign films and even short people in the tech even. the short films especially oh the short documentaries absolutely the short documentaries almost were all political except maybe one. Oh, there there was that once there was that one segment where it was talking about cinema as an international yes. phenomenon and you have some people yeah, talking yeah, 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 from yeah, yeah, China yeah. and people talking France. from France. I mean, well, if there's a theme for tonight, it's basically the interconnectedness of the entire cinema cinema world. Well, the idea too. I, that... Jimmy, even Jimmy Kimmel is talking about how the Oscars were being watched by people in 200 different countries, and some of them they hate us. Yes, that was his joke. All of which now hate us. Yeah, yeah. Um, but and, he... you know, and I think the the whole night emphasized that. Well, I think that right now, but there is this whole thing again. I don't want to get too political either, but. Um, but there is this sense right now that there are a lot of countries that are looking at America like, what the hell are you doing? Like, yeah. Larry, what the hell are you doing? And so in a way, the Oscars, as gently as they could, but still forcefully as they could, were trying to say, look, we still want to be with the world when it comes to cinema. Yeah. We don't want to try to block people off because otherwise cinema is really going to get hurt i mean and the fact that america has to survive by being a world cinema anyway so they have to make that interconnectedness happen otherwise gotta gotta make matt damon films for china yeah yeah exactly by the way yes they did listen to our great wall review you'll see how that turned out yeah we just did that a week ago um so yeah but yeah, going back to that final i'm gonna have to watch the video again because I think what happened was, when that Best Picture win happened, I I think I kind of turned off my brain by a certain point. Because you were happy. Well, no, no, not even so much that I was happy. I was just... But I had kind of now... Like, when they announced La La Land, I then, they, like, the people came up to accept... I would kind of mentally already started to prepare to record for this. <laughs> and then all of a sudden... Oh, oh, no. Oh, wait, what? 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 What's going on? Yeah. Did they make a mistake? What? 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 Yeah. You and I stared at each other for a long time. We did. And I just went on Facebook and typed along, What? Yeah. That was basically my reaction to that. And again, I'm not exactly angry. I'm just more perplexed that that could ever happen. It's the 89th Oscars. You have your shit together, fellas. I don't know. Again, it, I'll be we'll curious. We'll curi find out more about what exactly happened tomorrow. Yeah, and then maybe that will be a story Which to talk about. Which is today. Oh, yeah. Tomorrow <laughs> is now today. Um, I Yeah, that's so, all I got to say about it. Yeah, so any final thoughts on the Oscars? Well, it was a pretty good time. It was long again, but I think they were doing their best to make sure that, that it was time well spent. Yes. And you know, Jimmy Kimmel did a good job. There have been better hosts, but many, many people have done far worse. And so, okay. and I and I really appreciated him. He's not the best. He's not the worst. He's kind of middle of the road. Um, You're the most adequate around. <laughs> One last thing. What did you think? Some people. Did you like the tour guide bit? It went I, on for too long. Yeah. At first, I found it charming, but they dragged it out too long because I think the problem was. They said that they've been, they were planning this for months or something, and you know, as this big surprise. Where basically, the, the, 
there was this tour bus going around in Hollywood, and Jimmy Kimmel explained that the people on this tour bus thought that they were going to just check out like Oscar gowns or something. And then lo and behold, no, you're coming to the actual Oscars. Yeah. But the problem with that, though, is that you all then have to deal with doing, making material with real life people. Right. And sometimes that can be uh, a bit of a hazard. Right. Um, so I, I enjoyed that bit. But I do appreciate how the stars were, were, they were fair game. They were, uh, they, they were willing to play along and it's like, Hey, I'll take a selfie with you or I'll, or or, yeah, you can hold my Oscar. Yeah. That was kind of cool. But you know, went on for too long. Yeah. Um, oh God. So final thoughts. Um, final thoughts. Uh, would you see the Oscars again? (laughs) <laughs> i'd watch a couple of speeches again maybe um you know it was a different little thing this year sometimes when they have like the animated feature oscar or something they have like little animated characters come on that i kind of miss that that's garbage i kind of like that. i'm glad they don't do that it's, anymore it's kind of adorable when they do that headbugs bunny come out and present an oscar nah Eh, maybe I'm alone on that. Uh, you are. These Oscars were okay. I was happy with most of the winners. I was surprised by some of them. Be really surprised at the end. I was the the, the ending was basically uh, the twist. Ending. That was an M Night Shyamalan twist that I don't think he would have tried to write because M Night Shyamalan would have thought this was a stupid twist. Somebody on my Twitter, M Night uh, Matt Zoller Sites, just said, uh, uh. Oh God! What the hell did he just say? He he said something just now that I have to quote to you people because I really thought that I, I wouldn't see him say something like this. Um, he's like, "That was some Bullworth shit right there." <laughs> <laughs> Bullworth. <laughs> uh. uh. So if you thought things about the oscars if you were like uh, or if you watched it without any sort of cognizance if you were like a uh, socio pedro who said it was a waste of a lovely night which is an interesting way to put it because i guess that means he thought it was lovely until it was a waste um you could email us at wages gmail.com you could tweet us like the socio pedro did at wages cinema facebook.com slash wages of cinema podcast if you had any thoughts about the facebook winners please let us know uh we did have a couple of people actually i, I posted on a facebook earlier by the way and uh on the facebook page and i asked who you think might win and somebody actually did say moonlight um so yeah i mean look it man a movie that cost a million and a half dollars about um frankly about uh, a gay uh, about a gay black man won best picture of the year good yeah I guess. No, I didn't see it. 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 I just, uh, it's, 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 you know, pretty damn awesome. Uh, unfortunately, now I'm, I'm a little worried that the conspiracy theories might start. Good. Like people who will say that if this is like a white apologist set up to give Moonlight the best picture Oscar. Well, no. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm now, not making that up. I'm, put, I'm, I'm reading from now somebody. Now you've put your thoughts out there. It's gonna be, it's gonna come to life. Uh, if for those of you listening, I hope you won your Oscar pools and that you can brag about what you saw tonight to the people who didn't stay up late. And uh, for the wages of cinema, I am Andrew. I'm Jack. And remember, the wages of cinema is death. Good night. Uh, actually, the wages of cinema is that baby. No, wait, it's not death. Uh, <laughs> we just found out. Uh, the wages of cinema is moonlight. Sorry. 
<laughs> sorry, sorry, Moonlight. Yay, Moonlight, Death, come up. You gotta here. get off the stage. Moonlight, good night.